right, I'm gonna roll a die for a history check right now. Hey, please, please, everybody, follow in Ryan's stead uh, so that we may know. Ooh, you suckers, it's a 19. Uh, yeah, who's 15. gonna recap the last episode? 11. Chatter might be I safe. I got a 13. Oh. oh, it's me with an 11? Are you shitting it's me? It's you, wow. Yeah. Double digi's not enough today. Mr. Matthew McCannavan, could you tell us what happened on the last Mick episode? Uh, excuse me? Do we have a partnership with McDonald's that I don't know about? Uh, I mean, if there is, I'll cut in an ad break. Rhonda. So, um, previously <laughs> on Dice Populi, <laughs> um, we entered the cave, and it was this really pretty place, also kind of eerie, with all this bioluminescence. That's your word of the day. Bioluminescence. Uh, Like causing things to just like glow and stuff because that's what it means. So then we're in the Tide Pod and things are getting kind of dark and stuff. And then all of a sudden we see there's like a whole bunch of skulls and stuff just like in the water. And it's like really kind of obscuring the vision. So we end up surfacing and uh, eventually we end up something ends up attacking us. And we're like, oh, no, what is this? Turns out it's an enemy Tide Pod that has weapons because, um, fun fact, Colin nerfed us without telling us that he nerfed us. Uh, and so now this has led into a... Like everything else in the campaign, just blame Josh. (laughs) A very hectic situation where uh, Maeve turned into an octopus, uh, much too... well. I liked it. I had fun. I'm not necessarily <laughs> I think to nobody's chagrin. Oh, so Nobody now you like when octopi show up? It, it was for me. Well, yeah, it was. It, it was Matt's catharsis. Yeah, I'm a hypocrite. I and I'll admit. <laughs> no, this is just called learning and growing. Growing six more arms. Actually, wait, <laughs> it needs to be like four more because I guess my legs are like. No, I like the idea of an octopus that also just has two human legs under it, <laughs> like Oswald. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yes, exactly like Oswald. Sorry, continue. Terrifying. Um, (laughs) So uh, we do things to the Tide Pod. Um, Do we now? They end up surfacing. By doing things, we mean attacking it. Oh yeah, for sure. Like basically threatening to like sink it and call uh, murdered two of the people on board in cold blood. Ice cold blood. They they attacked us. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> you guys are just too soft. So then we're like trying to talk with one guy who's like trying to uh you know put up a white flag, surrender. But then Maeve sees that there's another guy underneath that nobody else can see. And he is trying to light it. some munitions. Oh, okay. Mr. Lock. No, 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 no. Actually, awesome. no, Pat, you didn't see that. You saw, uh, and, and, and Matt just cut me explaining this, but Pat, you saw a runic, I, I didn't, I didn't specify the shape, but it's like a card shaped thing sort of on, on his hip. You saw that. That's what your perception check saw. You was that glowing runic thing. Bitch. And, and Maeve through the window saw the splitties through, through the, the window, window, through the wall. <laughs> Uh, Colin, please take over before I butcher things more. Hell yeah. So that, yes, that is where we left off. Despite the, the multiple attempts to parlay and a successful quote parlay happening through the, through the, the hatch, uh, Locke, you spy this strange runic artifact on the person talking to you, begging you, pleading with you not to proceed, not to make your way to the dragon, saying that keeping secret what's happening here is existentially important. Maeve. What you see through the porthole in the front of the ship is somebody assembling munitions and uh, with flint in hand preparing to light them from inside such a small thing. Uh, you can expect that the explosion would do a ton of damage, or at least you would if you had the brain of a human. As we know, polymorph in this game does reduce your stats to those of the creature uh, whose form you have taken. Matt, do you happen to have the stat block for an octopus handy. Should be noted, octopuses are fairly intelligent. Yeah, sure, they are. Yeah, for, if we're going by Colin's definition, the ones that can move on land, then yeah, they're freaking geniuses. But <laughs> in the D&D world, they have an intelligence of four. Oof, and duh. a wisdom of ten. Hey, so, okay. that's pretty good. So... Yeah. Uh, I kind of want to lead in you a little bit. I think also have any a charisma of four. It charismatic as fuck. Yeah. Yeah. Any per- <laughs> you're gonna charm the pants off these bastards. I think that any 
buddy in the party in their right mind would very quickly recognize what's happening. Um, I think that this is more intelligence than wisdom, recognizing all the moving parts here. So please just roll for me uh, an intelligence check. Okay. Just a check, not a save, or uh, I, I mean, if you if you have a bonus but... from your save, I'll let you apply that. But uh, just a just a check. It's still a minus three. Oofda. Uh, that is a nine minus three, six. Makers. <sighs> Mave, it puzzles your octopus brain why this person is scraping together piles and piles of of debris littered around the ship. Uh, to the point that it does not really raise any alarm bells for you. Is this where the story ends? Uh, atop the ship, Locke, the person is begging and pleading with you to simply turn around and leave this place. Not even begging for his life, just that you leave. Um, do you say or do anything? You do not see what's happening inside the ship, by the way. It's totally outside your vision. And it's going to be like, hey, what's that? And point to the runic thing. When he realizes that that you see it, he he scrambles to, to sort of like tuck it in his okay, pocket. I'm gonna just try to grab his hand as he does that. Uh, cool. Uh, just raw uh, athletics. Oh boy, that's a fourteen. Only a fourteen. Uh, fourteen total. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. So you. Uh, why is that interesting? Because I actually rolled a fifteen. You son of a fucking bitch. Yeah, I was ex- I was expecting that to be a clean fucking a, a clean one there for you, but uh, this this. Uh, this ghost rider pirate shoves this thing into its pocket and when you grab, you don't manage to grab the card itself and he's like, no, let me go, we need to, no, this is important, you need to let us out of here and you, uh, I would say, successfully grapple him. You're able to grab onto his sleeves and shirt and sort of like drag him up the ladder. You don't have it in hand, but you have him Mm -hmm. in hand and it is during this, uh, it is during this particular exchange that I would like everybody on the Tide Pod to roll a constitution saving throw. Am I on the Tide Pod? You are on the Tide Pod. Cult is on the Tide Pod. Mave is on the Tide Pod. Jetta is on the Tide Pod. The only one not on the Tide Pod is Jerry. That is a 24. That is a 17. Yeah, 17. That's a nat one. Okay. Plus one. Can you get the fuck out of (laughs) Polymorph? I can drop concentration as I want, but if I don't see imminent danger, then I don't have a reason to. Uh, everybody standing on top of the die pod, watch Locke very quickly and easily remove this person from the hatch and begin trying to force this strange card out from their pocket. When all of a sudden, the entire cave is seemingly filled with a flash of light. Before you realize what is happening, everybody has been thrust either up or sideways or backwards. The explosion from within the Tide Pod has decimated its hull and caused, I would say, at least some level of injury to each of you. Everybody on the Tide Pod takes 11 damage. Maeve is an octopus, you take 22. 11. Kind of feels like an exploding submarine should be doing more damage, but... Blame my rolls. Yeah. It's in the water, the water absorbs it. Mm Mm-hmm. So, there is, this is, I would say, to the very least, a bit of a shock to the point where none of you really knows what's happening until you have sort of landed. How you've landed is going to depend on yet another check for the three of you that were on top of the ship. Please roll a dexterity save for me. What the fuck is this? Oh, wait, thankfully um, I'm a rogue, so 13. 12. Okay. The three of you are all thrown into the craggy cave wall. Does that mean I failed? The three of you did fail this check, okay. yes. Uh, when God I damn. fail a saving throw, I can mm-hmm. re-roll it. Go for it. So I would like to do that. Please. Uh, now <laughs> it's a 13 fuck. <laughs> like, the, the thing is, you... I'm, I'm good at dexterity saving rolls, but I got a five and plus yeah. the four and the eight. Sometimes oh, you shit. just do be like that. When you fuck it, we ball. Sometimes the ball fucks you. We can cut that out. We are not. The three of you are thrown into the craggy cave wall and each are going to take, I'm just going to roll a couple d10s here. Treating this two, three oh, no, no, not there, d10s, right? d, d, d6s. I'm going to treat this like falling. So we got... Uh, mm. You, uh, the three of you, upon your impact on the wall, are each going to take an additional uh, 14 damage as Golly. your heads, backs, and shoulders are scraped 
punctured, cracked by the indomitable cave walls. You are are splayed Did off of them oh, and fall back into the water. Cave wall. So, like, did we ever like get a long rest after that fight with the, you know, dropping whale and shit? Yes, yes, you did. Okay, yeah, you did because you you had a long yeah. sail. So I counted that as a yeah. long rest. Sail. <laughs> that's the most. That's the most half-assed. Okay. Why? Uh, so you want me to actually do the thing? Sail. <laughs> it's just. It's, it's gonna peak like a motherfucker if I if I try I, to do the real one. I'm not asking you to, but I can't stop you, can I? No, I was trying to save everybody's hearing, but okay. Next thank time. you. I appreciate the, it, Pat. Thank you. The the three of you fall into the water, each in various states of disarray. I'm gonna. It is a few seconds before you uh, get your bearings, but you are floating, sort of aimlessly in the water. Colt and Jetta, after regaining your bearings, you're kind of bruised and bloodied, but able to a- able to reorient yourselves. Lock, you don't really have trouble getting yourself oriented, but the the body that you are hanging onto closely has been pretty heavily dismembered to the point oh, where you are crap. hanging on to a torso with like a damaged head and arm hanging off of it. Pocket's and, still there? And this thing is just absolutely, uh, this guy has absolutely been eviscerated, right, uh, but, but you're still carrying it underwater. Uh, you can roll investigation, but I'm going to count that as disadvantage if you don't try to, like, surface somewhere. That's, first one was a 16, second one was a 14 plus... You said investigation? Yes. 16 total. Your ears are ringing. Everything around you is blurry. There's blood and detritus floating through the water. You can barely make out what's happening. As your eyes focus through the murk, you can see the body in front of you, and you start immediately just waving your hand around, looking for these pockets, and when you swipe your hand through, there are no legs present, and your hand just keeps flowing through the water. It is through this motion, though, that you do see the shining red glint of the of the runic symbol uh, drifting off toward the luminescent floor, about to be consumed by the sea of turquoise coral, uh, but you do have a chance to go grab it, uh, though you will have to dive deeper. I would like to dive deeper. Go ahead and do that. I'm gonna say you also didn't get a chance to uh, to take a deep breath here, so I'm gonna have you roll a survival check to see if you can make it back up in a decent amount of time before you completely lose your breath. Okay. Do I have to do, like, athletics first or just the survival? You can swim. You're a good swimmer. I'm sure that. I'm fine with that. But survival is going to determine if you can hold what little breath you have. That is a nine. Okay. Locke, you... Uh, sh- you let go of the body and re uh, and right yourself so your feet are facing the water and you kick and you thrust straight down getting closer and closer to the waving beautiful life that that lines the bottom of this cave floor and the contrast with the red rune gets brighter and brighter and it's very easy for you to reach out and eventually grab it by the time you do your head begins to swim and turning upright you try to surface but before you do, everything goes black. Roll a new character, Pat. Let's go. <laughs> it doesn't mean I'm dead yet. Do we see this struggle? So Jerry uh, is standing on top of the Tide Pod, like hands on his head, just like, holy shit. What do we got? Is anybody? Is anyone okay? Hey, Jetta, call Dad. Anybody, Locke, Mr. Locke. And as Jerry is screaming and his voice is bouncing off the walls, Jetta and Colt, your heads burst forth from the surface of the water and you're able to take deep breaths and gather your surroundings. Well, I can actually breathe underwater, so. <gasps> Does it look like we're okay? I am covered in shrapnel. Oh, fuck. There's a giant piece jutting out of my side. That, that, that smarted, actually. That was quite painful. That, that hurt. Ow would be the classification. <laughs> where, where is our meaty and beefy friend? Yeah, after a moment of looking around, uh, Jerry just yells, it's just you two, where, where Locke and Maeve? Are they down there? Did they make it? Well, oh, shit. I believe. Do, uh, do you spot an octopi, my young son? Uh, Jerry hey, takes Colin, a closer question. look and... Mm-hmm. Are, are my fish still alive from, you know, when I cast Flock of Familiars, or are we going to assume they died? I'll give you one guess. I'll give you one guess as to whether they survive. Okay, they're dead. Yes. Fair enough. <laughs> Jerry yes. 
Yes, yes. No, they, they absolutely beefed it. Uh, Jerry is looking around and saying, I, I don't know. I can't see anything. There's too, much, there's too much shit in the water. And he's right. On top of the bones and skulls that you saw beforehand, there are now body parts. There are now uh, chunks of hull, uh, remnants of the explosives. Uh, there is not a clear line of sight through any of this. And in, in, in perfect swimming form, I'm mm-hmm. going to like like a dolphin, swoop up and then dive down into the water to see if I can find any of my compatriots in the okay. inky abyss. Call. what's your eyesight situation? Do you have any sort of dark vision, special sight, anything like that? He's got good, he's got, you know, the normal uh, human type of vision. <laughs> <laughs> the doctors at Lenscrafters said that my sight yeah. is adequate. <laughs> Uh, 20, 20. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I don't think there's anything that gives them any bonuses to that. To resolve what you see under the water, I actually want to turn my attention to Maeve. You are floating underneath the water, clearly injured. I would like to ask, was the damage enough to knock you out of octopus form? It was not. Okay. Wow. Uh, I, I made a... A concentration check with the octopus, Mm -hmm. and I got a 15. Maeve, it doesn't take you super long to reorient yourself. After all, right now you feel pretty at home in the water, but your vision is certainly obscured. I'd say you were easily blown downwards quite a bit. Uh, What do you do? Yeah, I'm definitely, like, kind of freaked out. I'm going to go to the surface. Okay. So as you are swimming up to the surface, a perfectly agile, <laughs> excellently formed cult. Swims, Dolphin-esque. Dolphin-esque cult, the Bone Master, swims right past you, past you straight down. Cult, does seeing Maeve uh, incur any reason to stop for you? Nope. I can't speak, I can't speak uh, mollusk. What am I going to do? I think you can with the Cloak of Manta Ray. Is that a thing? No, I think you can just breathe and swim fast. Okay. That's it, the, the two things. Then you uh, dive down past Maeve. Maeve, you breach the surface, and Jetta is right next to you, bleeding out, got shrapnel in her side, and Jerry is on your Tide Pod a good 30, 40 feet away from you, just screaming, Oh, my God. All right, cool. At least that's Maeve. Uh, and you have reached the surface. What do you, uh, what do you or Jetta do? Well, I'm going to stick around on the surface, hoping that like, you know, Locke's going to surface at some point or even cult with I Locke. will say the way you've described your injuries, you are just treading water right now. Yeah. I guess I'll, uh, try to crawl up onto the friendship. Uh, I, th- I think that it'll take a while, but you're able to sort of like single armedly doggy paddle your way over there. Uh, Maeve, do you want to take any action? Um, I'm gonna get out of octopus form and just kind of tread water and just be like, "Uh, whoa, that was, that was kind of crazy. Oh, I wish somebody noticed that. Oh, fuck. (laughs) Uh, Maeve, you would certainly recall what you observed. It's a big uh, flowers for Algernon sort of situation here. Uh, whether you say anything is up to you as Jetta sort of limps in the water back to the ship and Jerry starts reaching uh, reaching his hand out saying like oh we gotta get you inside man I don't know I don't know how long that's uh, how that's gonna last if we don't patch you up Call under the water um, you are searching desperately for Locke maybe not desperately but urgently for Locke Casual. Uh, I would like you to just make a perception check for me uh, at disadvantage because of all the crap around you. Well, I mean, it's all, you know, I think that's all relative. Uh, let's see here. It's relative first crap. One. Relative crap. The first one's a 17 plus some mm-hmm. junk, so we're good. Let's, mm-hmm. let's hope this next one's good. All right, so I mean, this one is the worst of the two. It is a total of 16. You are basically moving straight downward, and as you get close to the bottom, you don't see anything in particular. You get close to the to the glowing stuff at the bottom and realize you haven't found them. So you ascend, and you sort of like go in like broader circles, looking and looking and looking, but there are multiple bodies. There are huge chunks of metal. There are bones everywhere. This is this is a dense mess of stuff, and you're not finding him. You've been swimming for maybe a good 20 seconds now, and you don't know where he is. Well, I guess no uh, point crying over uh, spilt dragonborn, I guess. I, mean, I don't know. I, <laughs> I guess I'll keep looking. What a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> um, at this point, Locke, I would like you to make a constitution saving throw. Uh, that is a 14. 
Locke, you, your vision is going black and your ability to focus has completely escaped you. You understand that without the assistance of anything else, you are going to drown. Uh, you, the, the, the explosion was enough to knock the wind out of you, and while it was valiant to chase this item, it seems nobody else really knew exactly what was going on, and you're kind of on your own. You're at a point where I, I don't think you can take any action or do any movement, but nope. I will grant you a reaction. If you have a reaction or bonus action you'd like to spend now as sort of your last gasp, you are able to summon enough focus Ooh. to expend the last bit of energy you have before your brain succumbs to the water. Uh, Can't I you guess. just cast Misty Step whenever? And I can't There's imagine you're 30 feet underwater. Oh. Uh, Does Pat have the spell slots? I do. Though? Is that is a bonus action a reaction? I'd say bonus, bonus action or or reaction. Okay. I'm going to allow you to cast either one, but no movement, no no uh, no action. The question is, if my head is spinning and I'm struggling to breathe, do I have the ability to see a location that would be misty steppable too? Uh, yeah, I think I think for the sake of for the spirit of how I'm doing this, if you, I'd say that you can sort of like misty step 30 feet in a single direction um but it's it's gonna be uh god it doesn't really have the tools for how i'm envisioning this i would just like you to you already made the con save uh where where are you trying to go you know that you were like near the near the floor of the water in this cave you were pretty pretty deep down there so you know straight up is to the surface yeah, I would um, like to be going straight up so that I can breathe. I'd say that you can cast Misty Step, and you will, right before you lose consciousness, uh, teleport yourself vertically 30 feet, okay. which does land you still within the water. You have not breached the surface. Right. But perhaps within Push range of, of of somebody else nearby. Colt, I'm going to have you make one more perception check. Also a disadvantage? Uh, yes, yes, please. Oh, great. Um, 12. I mean, to be fair, mm -hmm. if he's using Misty Step, he's surrounded mm -hmm. by a silvery mist. It should mm -hmm. make him easier to see. I have not fully resolved the Misty Step yet. Briefly surrounded by silvery mist, you teleport. I guess I interpreted that meaning the silvery mist was at beginning of teleport, not after. I, I gotta ask, can I, do I see him, like, Cult doing anything? Like, where, where's Mave in relation to this? Because You surfaced. You you you're at the surface, and when you were swimming up to the surface, you passed Colt. So you know Colt has has swam down to look for Colt, but you haven't seen him since you passed each other. But in I transit. can't see him this moment. Okay, shit. Mm -hmm. Yep. So maybe you're never sort thought of I would die by drowning, but here we are. I mean, Colin <laughs> seems real like hard for you to die. So I mean, I'm trying. <laughs> I don't think he's hard for me to die. I think we're just rolling like shit today. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm every single thing I'm going against. I'm I'm rolling DCs for this. So anytime that you're failing something, you're legit yeah, failing I'm just, it. This I'm is just unlucky. Yeah, this is to this is to the dice. This is what I get for rolling three nat twenties yesterday. Yep, and honestly, <laughs> and like realistically, if you didn't dive to find that thing, you wouldn't be in this situation. I know. So, but here yeah. I am. So suck it, Ryan. I'm not murderous. I just don't care if I murder. Maeve, you're floating at the top of the cave water. You can't see through the detritus below. You just see shimmering bits of light poking through. Cult and Locke are not visible to you. I don't know if that It's anything. It's not so much a matter of darkness. It's a matter of uh, obscuring. There is so much stuff in right. the water. The, the exploded body parts, the skulls, the yada yada. Dirt, plants, hull, glass, yeah. uh, everything. There is so much stuff in the water that you can't really clearly make out anything uh, at a first glance. Uh, Maeve, you're floating at the surface of the water. You don't know where Kalt is. You don't know where Locke is. Jetta is being hauled aboard the Friendship by Jerry. What do you do? I would call out to Jetta, Jetta, where is everyone? I don't, I don't know. Kalt dove down to find you two. Don't. Uh, okay, well, I'm here. Don't know where Locke is. Oh, jeez. Um, I guess. Can I cast Polymorph again? <laughs> you can do whatever you'd like. All right. We're going to Polymorph into an actual dolphin. <laughs> you do exactly this. Your live form cuts through the water like a knife through wet butter. 
And uh, if you would like to move in any particular direction, let me know. I, I don't really have a good spatial sense, so I don't know. Then I'll just say that you swim toward the heart of where the Tide Pod was, just dead toward the densest bit of debris. And on your way there, you make eye contact with another creature making its way towards you. Colt and Maeve, you lock eyes through an open channel of water and it is moving directly toward each other that you realize you don't know where Locke is. You don't know if he if he's alive. And it is as you reach each other that a silvery mist pulls into the water around you and an unconscious, bleeding out Locke with a small, glowing, runic slab of metal in his hand appears, uh, drifting in the water, unresponsive. Okay. I Well, I can see him because I have blind sight out to 60 feet. Mm-hmm. So I guess I'm going to do my best to get him to the surface. I think that between the two of you, if you decide to cooperate, can easily bring him to the surface where he doesn't cough, doesn't sputter. Upon reaching the surface, he is limp and uh, and at the mercy of your movements. Let's bring him over okay. to land. We got to uh, do chest compressions here. Yeah, I'll, uh, I'll un-polymorph and then mm-hmm. I will dimension door us to the top of our Tide Pod where Jetta and Jerry are. Maeve, in quick succession, you take these magical actions, spending a tremendous amount of magical energy to get Locke back on the iPod. And on the hull of the ship, he lies there. Locke, I would make you, like you to make your first death saving throw. That's a five. Okay. Uh, as you lay Locke down on the ship, uh, he... Locked down. <laughs> <laughs> You lock down the ship. Uh, he, he lays there limp. Uh, Maeve and Jetta and Jerry, you're all there. I'd say Jerry is tending to Jetta. Maeve, it's you and uh, you and Locke. Call, you could follow through the dimension door if you please. Up to you. He cannot. That is not how he, the spell works. I lied. You can't do that. Uh, you'll just have to majestically just, swim yeah. upwards, breaching the water mm-hmm. like a dolphin. So for, for at least a few seconds, Maeve, it's just you standing over Mr. Locke, and he seems to be fading. What do you do? Um, I would like to make a medicine check to try to stabilize him. All right. Make that check. Oh, boy. All right. Uh, let me see here. The dice just want me to die, man. Not on my watch. Tides of chaos. I'm going to get advantage on this ability check. So instead of a four, I'm going to get a, ooh, okay, uh, a 10 plus medicine one, 11. Okay. Um, you are uh, running your fingers over Locke's face, looking for any responsiveness. You open his eyelids. His eyes are, are completely lifeless, and his mouth is not moving. You're able to like run your finger o- fingers over the scales, and, and you feel as though nothing is happening, and you channel once again the divine energies that have empowered you your entire life. And since Serafina, this is the first time that you have turned them in from a force of ambiguous good into a tangible effect as you uh, place your hands on, uh, on the sides of Locke's head and you focus intently on restoring him to health. As you do this, uh, your face is doused in a spurt of water that Locke coughs up from you trying to resuscitate him. And though he's not exactly conscious, at least now you know he can breathe. For after the water rolls off your face, his chest begins to heave slowly, and you have stabilized him. So I'm at one now? Yes, I'm going to say this brought you down to one. Um, okay, well, <laughs> I think he's uh, he's breathing now, and I'm going to pat him on the chest. <laughs> this baby can Where fit so go, much buddy? air in here. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, um, Call you. You make it back blah, to blah. the to, to the top of the Tide Pod hull, just in time to see Maeve sort of plop down, uh, exhausted on Locke, who is just barely breathing. Um, what does everybody do? I'm fucking tired, man. Y'all, y'all want to take a just a little break? I, I could use a breather. Except we don't have time for that. Almost dead. So I feel like you know we, we don't have time, but it's not, not like we can go visit a god with all this blood on lock. I think we potentially, uh, am I still not you're, able to you're, talk? You're, I'm going to say you're stable, but you're unconscious. Okay, 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 never mind. Uh, Jerry's going to say, um, I mean, 
we probably didn't have to make this happen in the first... I feel like Jetta was asking to parlay. I feel like we wouldn't be in this mess if we didn't just try to crack their ship open. <sighs> well, they refused to parlay. Honestly, I, I, I think they were going to do that regardless. They were fanatical. He was obviously expecting you to, like, stand by that position to see you change your mind. He's kind of like, what, what, what do you mean? What? And he just kind of, he's like, fine, it's, uh, I can pilot the ship while you guys rest, but how many more of those things are in here? I really hope that was the only one. I mean, I think they said that was like, they stayed back while everybody else went ahead to defend against the mage lords. Oh yeah, I remember that. Kind of hard to remember uh, conversations had after an explosion, but yeah, I think that was it. And then then Jerry rubs uh, rubs the temple and says, all right, you got. I'll, I can. I can run the ship slow, nice and slow. If I see anything weird, I'll stop and I'll let you know. But he looks down at Locke, and though he has obviously experienced death a few times over the last few days, this is one of the few people that he is actually friendly with. And he says, "Just get him better, you know." And he climbs down the ladder uh, into the Tide Pod, beck, uh, beckoning you to follow so that you can make progress. Mm-hmm. I think Jerry's disappointed with us. You know, Locke's alive. That's that's kind of all that really matters right now. Jerry's not real. Whoa, <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. I made a very real wish. I made a very real wish to make him into a real boy. And now he's a real boy. Don't, don't, don't just say nonsense. Call you... You, you argue with this sleep-talking dragonborn as you help lower his very heavy body into the Tide Pod. Um, I'll like say that... He's smacking his face as I do. <laughs> Just no, like he, no. his horns clang on the ladder, each rung down. <laughs> Don't do that. Um, but I, I think that the, the plan of, of you guys taking a short rest is feasible, and Jerry is offering to... Uh, to uh, pilot the ship forward for you. And if Maeve is right, there may not be any other threats for you to worry about. How long is the um, short rest again? Like four hours? Like 30. An hour? 30 no, minutes, okay. I thought it was, yeah, it was like 30 minutes, I, right? It's like I eight short supposed to be like an hour-ish. Yeah, okay. I think I think that 30, 60 minute window is kind of kind of where we're operating. So uh, you, you guys are all able to sort of post up if you want to cast any uh, any like healing spells, drink any potions, do anything to sort of get yourselves up and running, uh, you can do that now and mark it down. Are we taking enough time for a short rest? Yeah, I yeah. thought that was what we just talked about. Yeah. Yeah. Sure, yeah, yeah, you guys, and you're in control of the ship, so if you decide yeah. you want to literally just stop the ship and wait, that's fine too. But Jerry is capable of rudimentary piloting. I'm going to use eight of my hit die. <laughs> Nearly an hour into your into your slow slow travels, not much changes within uh, the tide pod itself. The as you proceed, though, um, the, the 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 life on the bottom of the floor seems to get denser and brighter. Progress is is being indicated by the 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 denseness of everything beneath you. The life seems to be flourishing here in a way that seems completely unnatural and is accompanied by a deep rhythmic thrumming that you can feel in the hull. Not anything malicious, but almost like a resonant vibration just from what's happening in the area. Um, and the the feelings that you're all experiencing are, I guess, sort of in line with with um, your previous, uh, I would say, holy encounters dealing with a god. That sense of vibration, that sense of energy and, and discomfort is present, though not threatening. What I would say becomes more tangible as is that those of you relying on, on magical items for certain things, particularly like, say, a belt of cloud giant strength or you a bitch. cloak of manta ray the the benefits that are conferred to you by those things tangibly seem to slip away and as the waters open up in front of you you are feeling almost naked in a sort of magical sense 
but the porthole does reveal that you're no longer in a small channel as for the first time over the last hour hour and a half of, of sailing here the cave is opened back up into a large deep reservoir uh, you do not see any other ships, any other creatures here, aside from those uh, roaming the, the floor beneath you, many hundreds of feet below. What do you all do? So what do we see right now, aside from what you just described, like anything? Uh, yeah, anybody that wants to may approach the porthole and make a perception check. Okay. Well, I guess I'll do that. So 19. Just a quick clarification. When you mm -hmm. say we feel the effects of those things slipping, does that mean I am no longer uh, wearing it for the purposes of an attunement? You, uh, you're physically wearing the belt, but you right. don't feel its effects. I guess what I'm asking is the weapon, the Hammer of Thunderbolts, I mm -hmm. lose attunement if I take off those items. Uh, I'm not going to say this affects attunement, only efficacy. Okay. Okay. Uh, so I got 24. Okay. Jetta, uh, you have uh, you limp to the front of the ship, grasping your bandaged side. It's still wet with blood and mud, and 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 you you touch it gingerly. But this doesn't stop you from turning your eyes forward. And the water here is clearer than anything up till now, and it was pretty remarkably clear out in the bay. With some squinting, you can see in the distance that instead of the craggy rock walls laden with vines and coral, you are seeing just a flat stop there seems to be some sort of barrier ahead of you which is remarkable in that you haven't seen a single dock a single landing port or shoreline within the cave so far and and yet there seems to be some sort of structure ahead all right jerry we've seemed to come to a, a dead end it seems uh stop the ship jerry complies all right well either there's a underwater cave or bring her up i want to Take a look outside, out the hatch. Okay. Uh, if Maeve has no contrary orders, it may even be napping. I'm not sure. Um, no, nah, I'd probably be. Um, uh, I'd probably be just hanging out with uh, Mr. Locke, just making sure okay. he's all right. Sure. You two sit toward the back of the ship uh, and and recover together as uh, Jerry awkwardly ascends. Uh, the ship sort of like rattles and creaks a little bit. He's not the best pilot. Um, but to the point where the, first the periscope breaches the surface of the water, and then so does the top of the hatch. All right, open up the hatch. I get out. Uh, I'm going to take one of uh, Locke's torches. I'm sure he won't mm -hmm. mind. And uh, light that up. And what do I see? You see that you are in a giant, not quite spherical, but very large open space. And the barricade in front of you seems to be uh, a hybrid structure composed of wood and metal. And it is strictly that, a barricade. There are ship docks here. Uh, clearly, this is where the, the Ghost Riders and formerly the Black Tide seem to rest their ships that stayed inside the cave. Um, well, there's there are uh, on the sides of the docks. There are actually some slopes upward carved into the stone that seem to be maybe campsites. It is all empty. It seems your ruse did work and there are no other black tide in here. But there is still the problem of the giant wall ahead of you. Uh, and you certainly don't see any doors or switches from here. I'm going to tell Jerry to uh, uh, dock and we can at least like use one of those like little campsites. And I'm going to. Mm -hmm. Think, say I say out loud to myself, listen, they've got to have a way inside because they have to use it, so there must be a way through the barricade. Even though it's to yourself, those, those words echo down into the Tide Pod beneath you as Jerry slowly brings the friendship into one of the docks. You may now safely board the wooden docks that line the edge of the barricade. All right, I do that. And Does back. anybody in the ship uh, leave as well, or are you going to uh, to stay there for a while? No, I'll come out. Okay, I'll come out as well. Lock. I would like to, to leave as well. Okay, everybody, including Jerry, exits the friendship and walks across the dock. And this barricade, it's not seamless in the sense that you can't see where things are are joined together. You can. It's it's clearly constructed but there does not seem to be a hinge or a latch or a winch or a pulley. There does not seem to be any physical mechanism 
that would cause the barricade to open. It looks just as flat and solid above the water as it did below. I'd like to investigate for like any kind of like secret mechanism, hidden buttons, sure. hidden. Uh, roll an investigation. Is there anybody else that wants to take any action, cast any spells, do any stuff? I would like to take the card out mm-hmm. and examine it and see if it has any clues. Sure. Can I um, assist Jedha? You certainly may. Um, so Jedha, roll uh, investigation with advantage. Yeah. Oh, wait. Look at over there. 20, <laughs> 26. All right, 26. Oh, hey, Maybe you have wait, anything you want to do? Oh, nat 20, uh, baby. Nice. No, there's nothing I want to do. <laughs> okay. Maeve, you you step up behind Locke and see him uh, gingerly moving his arm, flipping this small card around in his hand. It seems as though on one side of it is a red rune uh, simply in the shape of a circle, and on the other, uh, one in the shape of a square. Uh, there doesn't seem to be anything else to the shapes themselves, except that the light inside of them is fluctuating, clearly not natural. Some sort of magic is sustaining the light emanating from these runes. Um, Locke, could you roll uh, investigation? That would be an eight. You fiddle with this thing in your hand, and what's what you're focusing on at first is the shapes and the colors. Like they must be indicative of something. But it's in the uh, it's as you take a closer look that the light glinting off coming up from the water beneath you uh, reveals that you are holding something that. Well, yes, the light coming off of it is red. It is the metal uh, that you are now realizing is sort of a light silvery color as well, something you couldn't really make out in the shadows of the water. So this red light silver bodied thing rests in your hand. Uh, Jetta and Kalt, as Locke is investigating this, you're inspecting the wall and after a good five to 10 minutes of searching, you come up empty handed. There is no physical mechanism that you can discover to open this wall. Um, so we feel like our magical items seem less mm-hmm. like not working at all. Um, mm-hmm. I'm just gonna try and use a cantrip and see if there yes. if spells still work. I'll do. Um, I'll just do like a little druid craft. I'll try and make mm-hmm. make a little turtle uh, out of wood or something or of mm-hmm. leaves. Yeah. You call you you fur your brow trying to figure out what's going on, and as you uh, as you execute this spell, nothing seems to assemble. The air just moves around your hands, and the rest is stillness. Your spells aren't working. Seems like magic is no in this area. Very uh, not good for me. <laughs> oh boy. We all use magic. Oh, this 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 blows. Oh uh, Oofta. I uh, take out my bag and like dump like some of the tools I have, like crowbars mm-hmm. or a crowbar, hammer, pins. Yeah. Uh, uh, I can't think of anything. Let's maybe we can brute force this, and I like try to like crowbar some of these barricades to see. Does it see? Is like is there like a big? I, I'm just wondering. Is there just like a some? Method Is there like a speak friend and enter that we're not seeing? Is there any way to check for that? Cult, you have thoroughly investigated the wall. You've tried to cast spells. So far, you're not getting any answers from those particular methods. Jeddah, you are attempting to brute force parts of it. This thing is so utterly massive. Again, the water goes down a few hundred feet and like it, it goes straight down to the floor here. It also goes straight up to the ceiling, which is maybe a good 30 feet above you. Like it's massive. This thing is a unit. So no, you're not going to break through it with a crowbar, but it's not invincible. When you start wedging that crowbar into some of the scenes between the wood and the and the metal, uh, you, you see little splinters come through. So whatever magic is at play here, it's not an invincible wall, but it, it would require something much more heavy duty than a crowbar to significantly damage. Uh, we got to actually like think about how to solve a problem instead of just relying on magic. This is annoying. Well, there was a famous mathematician called Archimedes and uh, <laughs> he said, give me a large enough lever <laughs> and I can move the world. We just have to get a larger crowbar, I think. Was that actually Are you making that up? Yeah. That's that. That's accurate. You know what? I'll eat my words if it's wrong. Let's see. Let's Google it. Archimedes. You also have no cell service down in the cave. Lever. 
Yep. So give me a liver long cool. enough and a fulcrum on which to place it, and I shall move the world. Mm -hmm. Interesting. So <laughs> yeah, I'm a fucking engineer. You Lock, you're you're standing. You and Maeve are standing a bit further away from the wall as as Colt and Jetta are, you know, hitting it, investigating it, and as you fiddle with this with this uh, silvery metal, this light silvery metal in your hands. Um, Maven Locke, is there anything you want to do to to move elsewhere or assist the others? What's going on? I am trying to think of something. Mm -hmm. Locke? I'm confused about the clues that I am getting off of my card. Mm -hmm. <laughs> because the colors should clearly mean something. But I think I am still in brain fog territory. Sure. Uh, Aren't we all? I guess putting the card because when, when I, I already saw the card in water before and it mm -hmm. didn't look like it changed at all right yeah you you don't notice anything has changed you saw red shimmering bits on it before now with mm -hmm. a bit of light you can also see that it is a silvery colored metal. i think uh ryan's archimedes thing is just fucking with my brain at this point because all mm -hmm. i want to do is cannonball all you want to <laughs> do is is cannonball yeah because archimedes principle you know yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yada yada uh, um <laughs> Yeah, I got I got nothing right now personally. Okay. Do you do you move any closer to the wall? Do you go back into the ship? Do you cannonball into the water? I do not gonna... cannonball. I'm a little okay. bit afraid to go into the water at this point, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, pretty traumatized. I guess I'll I'll move closer to them and start trying to like banter, bounce ideas back sure. and forth. As you step closer to the wall, the red light emanating from the card uh, gets a little bit brighter. Okay. Interesting. I'm going to just touch the wall with the card. As you do so, the entire wall begins to respond visually. There is uh, in line with some of the what some of the horizontal grain and and struts, you see a uh, as you get closer to it, uh, beginning nearest the card, it's just a single straight horizontal red line of light appears floating in front of the in front of the wall maybe about 10 feet wide that's it just like a bar of horizontal red light and as you get even closer a few vertical notches begin to appear as you move it back and forth you notice this is a horizontal bar with five equidistant notches one at each end one in the middle and then two splitting that down hmm. does everybody else see this yes everybody sees this Oh shit, Locke's got something. It's it's literally just a long red bar of light with uh, with five notches in it. I I touch it. Your hand passes through it. You feel a vague sensation of energy as you did with Lamus crystals, but nothing more specific than that. The crystals. I, I wanna I, say uh, I'm not I'm not saying this evokes the crystals specifically, but just that sense of energy. Gotcha. Can I pull out Lama's hand? You may. I slap the hand, I try to put a Fingy and each of on each of the little indentations there. So you you bring the hand and each notch is a couple feet away from the other. So you touch each notch with it, and similarly, it's non-reactive. The 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 hand doesn't seem to be deadened out by whatever's happening here, like your other magic. It, obviously, being the remnants of a god, you'd think there would be some exception, mm -hmm. but uh, it is not interacting with the with the line. I'm gonna put my hand. In mm -hmm. one of the spots and see what happens. Just like Jetta and Lama's hand, it passes through unreactive. Okay. Can I can I just try like walking through or trying to move through it? Yes. Yeah. You absolutely can just step through the light. You pass right through it. Oh shit! What do I see? Nothing. Oh no! Not through the wall. Through the light. The light is hovering in front of the wall. Oh. Okay. Think of it like a hologram, basically. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. So where's Tupac? So you pass through, <laughs> you pass through uh, the light and almost bump into the barricade itself, and nothing else happens. What if I like stand in the light? Then you're pretty well lit. Okay, I'm lost. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay, I uh, pull out a crystal and like, mm -hmm. like hold it into the light. That do anything? It does not. I try to cast a cantrip on on the crystal in the light. Or try to cast a cantrip. You are unable to summon the magic that powers your cantrips. Okay. Who would win? One superpowered <laughs> team or one wall? Bandor. <laughs> um, so, Locke, you, you um, 
you've stepped closer to this thing, I do mm -hmm. want to emphasize that even though stepping closer it caused it to light up, moving around doesn't seem to cause it to dim. Once it's fully illuminated, this projection is just there. Like your your card thing set it off, but it it is sort of just staying there uh, once it's illuminated. Yeah. Maybe put the card in the light. I'll try to put the card in the light. Sure. Uh, where are you standing uh, out of these five notches? Where are you standing that you try to touch it? Uh, do I see any markings on the card itself that would potentially tip me off on any? In the middle, balance. <laughs> just, just the, just the circle and the triangle. Um, they're they're not reacting any differently mm -hmm. aside from getting brighter. Can you remind um, me in what orientation the circle and the triangle are? Well, the is circle, it like a is, circle is a, around the triangle. No, it's just ones on one side and ones and on the other. Okay. So one side, it's like like a coin. Mm -hmm. Where do you place the card? I'll place the card in the middle for now. Nothing happens to the light itself, but the card catches. Uh, the the it, it almost as if you're hanging a hat on a hook. The card rests in the notch uh, nice and evenly, and the light almost seems to react physically uh, as though you were just placing, you know, an item on a beam of wood. Uh, and it starts to sort of like wobble in place, but this is dead center. So, you know, it's, it sort of keeps its orientation. Oh, do we that? need like five of these to like, oh man, where do we get four more? That would be very problematic. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm going to scour the campsite, see if there, somebody didn't leave a card or something. Sure. So torch in hand, Jetta excitedly musters energy and just hustles off to the side uh, to investigate one of the campsites. Does anyone follow or do you want to stay at the stay at the wall? I'll go with Jetta. Yeah, I'll follow and help assist. Uh, you guys make it to the campsite. It is nothing particularly special. There are uh, unlit fireplaces. There are bedrolls and lean-tos and, and, and crates full of gabagool, full of sundries, and full of other various bits and bobs that you would need to survive, you know, camping out in a cave for however long they were here. Um, the There are no prominent structures aside from the lean-tos, which seem to sort of line the walls. Uh, of this hollowed out slope. Yeah, that was a long shot. Mm. Take take out the car. Let's see if we can't like I I, I really don't know. Is this thing lock pickable? I'm good with lock picks. You're standing in the campsite, which is like it may be a good like hundred feet away from the from the hologram that still is lit behind you. I mean we could check like the wreckage and see if more of those people had one of these on them, you know. Mm. Well, that's gonna be a while. Yeah, we kind of blew apart their bodies, and that's gonna be hard to track down. Yeah. Although maybe um, maybe okay. it's not a case of uh, we need. Chatter, five. are you are you? Rea I I want to say I'm I'm worrying that there might be a misunderstanding here. Do you, you you didn't roll any investigation or perception? You just walked over here. I just want to uh, be clear. Oh, uh, I just walked over here. I didn't roll any investigation or perception. Yeah. Okay. Cool. I want to make sure I didn't miss anything here. Okay. Cool. 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 Okay. All right. Well, I'm gonna walk over and investigate. <laughs> I'm gonna walk over and investigate. Are them. you saying that we're assuming the wrong thing? <laughs> no. It, it was. I was just surprised to see Jetta walk up and say, "Ha, ah, shit," and then walk away. I was like, "Did did they think that I resolved the roll for them?" That's all. I would have figured you'd just tell me if like I need a roll or not, or if I found something or not. But okay. Uh, do should hey, I roll? Anybody that wants to investigate. I'm gonna sort of break tradition here. If you want to investigate, I'm gonna need you to roll investigation. Okay. Not one. Okay. Uh, what is that? 14. That's a natural 20. I got a 16 plus one. 17. You are all sort of just walking around this place. You're overturning crates, digging into the lean-tos, uh, and, and stoking through the fireplaces. And, and turning up just kind of what you'd expect in terms of campsite supplies. But Locke, it doesn't take you long before you spot yet another glow coming out of something, seemingly getting brighter as you approach. And inside one of the lean-tos, uh, inside uh, basically just a pile of, of like clothes and materials, you see a small yellow light uh, emanating from underneath a stack of clothes. You motherfucker. Wait, what? Second, Roy G. Biz. This motherfucker stole my puzzle, and no. now he made it his own. No, I didn't Wait, steal what? your puzzle. It sounds like you stole my puzzle. Okay, I'm gonna grab the yellow one. Uh, I'm sorry that there are only so many colors with which to easily communicate in a visionless Just medium saying. like this. Um, you, you didn't have you, to use rainbow. You rustle your hands through the clothes, and you find another card. This one is a little bit heavier. 
It has uh, a square circle on it, similar markings, uh, but emanating yellow. And uh, uh, and in the light of Jetta's torch, you see that while it's a bit heavier, it is also um, got more of a sort of a brassy color instead mm-hmm. of the silvery of, of the first. I'm gonna go back to the wall, and this time I'm gonna put the red one in the leftmost slot, mm-hmm. and the yellow one. I guess first I would try it in the one that's directly next to it. You hang the the you hang the silvery one on the leftmost notch on this on this hologram, and instead of wobbling, it fully tilts, almost if being weighed down by the uh, by the silvery card. And when you latch on the second heavier one, one more notch inward, uh, it just contributes to that and it dips down a little further in that direction. It's going to be some kind of balance. It, it seems like this is a scale of some sort. Oh, balance. Okay. I wonder if we just have to balance these two things or we need a lot more of these things. Um, Let's try balancing these two things. Then. I would, yeah, I'll try the, the red one. I'm going to put on the second location and mm-hmm. the yellow one I'm going to put on the rightmost location. Sure. So you do that, and you place the reddish one, uh, the, the silver and red one, uh, one notch in from the left, and the other one all the way on the right. And you notice that as you do this, the 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 light of the hologram seems to be reacting to the color of the etchings on the thing. So where you notch the first one, it's glowing red, and where you notch the other, it is glowing yellow. However, the scale now tips in the opposite direction. The red one on the left is raised by the sinking weight of the copper oh, and yellow one on the right. I did that backwards. It should have been yellow one close to the middle and red one all the way to the right. Because Lock, you, you see what you've done and immediately say, I've got it, I've got it, I know what to do. And you adjust them, you shift them each one to the left with the red and silver card on the leftmost notch and the uh, yellow and, and brassy one, one notch in from the right. And after a little wobbling back and forth, the hologram equalizes and the yellow and red merge into a bronzish orange glow. And at this, you hear the, the, the sort of rhythmic thrumming underneath everything intensify, and the wall in front of you splits open through a magical seam and reveals the way forward. You all now stand at the precipice of a cascading waterfall, and as the doors slide open in front of you, with balance achieved, this is a truly massive drop. You look down and you see a strange white light pouring out from a cave mouth at the foot of the waterfall in front of you. With no magic at your disposal and the friendship in the dock, your destination seems a long way down. Um, okay, I uh, let's clap on bald bald nuts. <laughs> uh, okay, all right, okay. Reaper shit. I hardly know her shit. Let's calm down there with the fucking. Calm you down there with the fucking. the fucking. Calm down with the fucking. Okay, I'm on bald nuts. <laughs> ah, I'm allergic. <laughs> Quick, get Matt's bald epipen. <laughs> Jokes on you. I don't you don't know have an EpiPen <laughs> per nut, brother. It's not like he eats a peanut and you're like, oh shit, grab the peanut EpiPen. Yeah, I mean that's how the that's how you beat the war. That's how you win the war against nuts. Is one Epi for every nut. That would be aggressive. Yes. Do you know how many nuts there are in the world? So I mean, many. that would be like one <laughs> yeah. or two EpiPens a day. You know, like every time you nut, bam. Oh my! Do you, well, hold on. One to two a day, Chowder. That's a lot of nut. That's a lot of nut. <laughs> That's a lot of nut. That's a lot of nut. Do you know you can only eat like three or four Brazil nuts a day? Otherwise, you can get uh, selenium poisoning. I bet you Matt can't even eat that many. <laughs> 
Challenge accepted. That's nuts. <laughs> what kills me for selenium or anaphylaxis? Yeah. yeah. Place your bets now. <laughs> it's a race. <laughs> when you get picked up by the ambulance, just tell them it's an experiment. It's the new TikTok yeah. challenge. Yeah. No, no, no. Don't worry. The selenium and the anaphylactic shock like compete to like kill you. But they get in each other's way. Yeah, they make and just like, make they're like, stronger. no, I kill him. Then I kill him. And then they just cancel each other out because of that. And now you're immune to both nuts and metal poisoning. <laughs> no, 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 just Brazil nuts. Selenium's not a metal. <laughs> oh, yeah. Selenium is a metal. It it's, is? It is a, thought, it's heavy metal poisoning. Yes. Oh, I didn't realize that. I thought it was something else. Damn, what a way to go out. On the periodic table, it's pretty safe to say most things are metals. So. All right, let's clap. <laughs>